Welcome back to the 831 Podcast, and we're celebrating Alpine Canada, its 100th anniversary. They've been around for 100 years, and they played such a big part in my life that I am just thrilled to be able to talk about those people out of the 831 that helped me in my career to be the best I could be. We're still dealing with the question this week of who were the leaders that made a difference and why? And in a way, all 831 of these made a difference, but... I'm specifically going to people that did specific things that changed it for me. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, and you will be inspired and empowered when you listen to these podcasts. Go to your favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com. Please subscribe, download, and click on like, and let us know how we can help you. Yes, I write all the time, and I respond to those people that write me and ask me questions, and I put together podcasts that surround around that. And today, we're going to meet number 61 of my 831, Larry Nellis. Larry will be featured several times in this podcast, not just today, but in future days, because his impact was so great that he was probably the greatest coach I had while I was learning how to become a ski racer. The Canadian National Team Training Centre was in Nelson, and Nelson is on the west arm of the Kootenay Lake in the province of British Columbia in western Canada. They had everything for our national ski team in one place. The Kokanee Glacier was 17 kilometers away where you could train in the off-season. Whitewater Ski Resort was 22 kilometers from Nelson. That is the first ski area open and last to close each winter because of the abundance of snow. And they had established Notre Dame College in Nelson for advanced education for those needing to go on to, well, university education while they were on the ski team. And there was plenty of paved roads to ride bikes on. I consider it the greatest place to train in Canada for alpine skiing. They were called the Griffin Summer Ski Camps in honor of Bob Griffin of Montreal. Mr. Griffin was a certified member of the Canadian Ski Instructors Alliance, and in the early 1960s, he organized the largest boys' ski instruction program in Canada, the Ski Hawk Club at St. Sever in the Laurentians. In 1966, Alpine Canada was known as the Canadian Amateur Ski Association, and Mr. Griffin served as chairman of the Alpine Competition Committee. He was keen on the formation of a coaching system and organized the Canadian Ski Coaching Federation with coaching clinics across Canada run by Larry Nellis. Although I never met Mr. Griffin, I am so thankful that he developed the Griffin Summer Camps. Well, he didn't develop them, but he came up with the idea, and then they were named in his honor. He was a big promoter of summer ski training and camps for young athletes. Upon arriving, coaches were introduced. The kids had to hike in. Yes, we hiked in to the glacier. It was exciting. I met Olympian Gary Battistella and Jean-Guy Brunet. There they were, standing right in front of me. I had gotten to know them in the book, The Greatest Challenge, and they were standing right there, Olympians. And of course, head coach Larry Nellis. Other coaches like Mickey Johnson and Butch Boutry and Jean-Pierre Pichet, Jeep as we used to call them, also had a huge impact. National team members after supper talked about the classic racing sites in Europe. Peter Duncan and Rod Hebron and Keith Shepard and many others were right next to me. These mountains of men, as I called them. Jean-Guy Brunet would smile and say, let the ski do the work once you've aligned with gravity. He would smile and tell you to get in line with gravity. 
Butch was tough as a rock, and I wanted to be as strong as he was. Mickey Johnson skied so smooth he made butter look like it was as rough as the Rocky Mountains. And Jeep, well, Jeep was so kind to me and would listen to me and talk about what I was thinking, questioning, and trying to understand. They were generous and giving people. However, Larry Nellis was in charge, and he was wearing a national team sweater, and I wanted one of those sweaters. Hi, Mr. Nellis, I said. How do I get one of those sweaters? Larry had a way of looking at you and every person that he met, and you felt the same way. He would tilt his head, smile, and you could see a twinkle in his eye. And as if he could see right through your heart, he would say the right thing you needed to hear. He looked at me with his tilted head and said, Son, you earn it. Wow. How, I asked. You must be able to do the following. He says, I want to see you do 100 push-ups in a minute, 100 sit-ups in a minute, 100 chin-ups in a minute, 100 bench hops in a minute, and ride a bike 100 miles a day, any day of the year. Whew. Wow, I had my growth goals in front of me in less than five seconds. And that's what I did. Yes, for you young kids out there, parents that have kids, that's exactly what I set out to do as soon as he told me that. I wrote it down and I set it to be my goal and I was going to get there as quick as I could. I intensified my training instantly. I thought the camp would be tough and I wondered if I had what it takes. The first week I knew the sweater would be mine. Larry told us what time we had to be getting up to eat and then get up on the hill before the sun came up because the snow would soften up by noon and you had to get all your eight hours of skiing in before lunchtime. Gary Battistella held an afternoon session walking you inch by inch through the turn in our shorts, t-shirts, and running shoes. I loved it and spent every afternoon with him. The handle lift Briggs and Stratton motors were not always dependable and we had to climb. By the third day, every racer was getting later and later up on the hill. And in the afternoon physical training, most of them didn't show up. Each day, more kids dropped out. In the technical training with Gary Battistella, by the fourth day, I was the only one to show up. My tentmates played cards and talked, read magazines and complained. The national team guys worked out and I could almost keep up to them. I watched Larry work out as he led the workouts and he never stopped teaching what to do to be ski strong, as he would say. He told me how he had weights made from train parts and gears and bars and the records of the national team were on the Slocan chief cabin for those one minute tests. They were right next to the camp, and I would go and write them down and say, I'm going to break every one of these. I finally broke every one of them. The comments about how tough this was was a vacation compared to working for my dad on the farm, however. And that's how I knew I would make it. It was tough, but not near as tough as my dad was on the farm. I wanted this life because if this is all you had to do, this was easy compared to the work on the farm and the workouts my dad had put me through. I asked Larry Nellis every question I had, and I knew when I got home that my two-speed bike was going to be much busier and that a pail of tire tubes would be sitting right next to me on the tractor and the truck and the combine, and a pail of steel bars would be on the other side. And I turned the cab of everything I drove into a gym. 
I literally had the first mobile gym in the world. I determined that I would do over a hundred of everything in 60 seconds, being able to ride a bike a hundred miles any day of the year and lift one million pounds in an hour. And then I could say I was ready for the World Cup. The glacier made me aware of how I could lift one million pounds in an hour. Yeah, you'll have to wait for that podcast. Larry has always been the Red Bull of the national team. He gave you wings with the way he looked right through you and convinced you that you had the possible chance to make it. He was the kindest, toughest coach I could ever encounter. One kind thing is not just saying nice things, but it's saying things that make even the hardest work feel like it's the nicest thing you could do. And that's what Larry was capable of. Today, it makes all the difference. I want to ask you today to make the effort to say the word, smile, and put a twinkle in your eye that will help someone be what they know they can be. You can see it. They maybe can't see it, or maybe they doubt, but you can make the difference. If this is what the national team is, then I must earn the right to become a member. I was inspired to my tips of my toes. Getting a national team sweater must be and is an honor to wear, and anyone who represents our country must wear it well. My quote for the day, the kindest leader is one that starts, continues, and finishes what he asks you to do. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you've been listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, and I hope you've been inspired and empowered today. My 1% personal dare today is to ask you to take these seven, eight minutes and listen to this podcast and help at least eight people by going the second mile by helping them finish what you started doing with them so they know you care. I hope you will have grown before we meet next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah.